What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 215th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me as always is my good friend wink wink what's going on man oh not not much sir uh kind of same thing as usual sitting here on a friday night having a beer and uh ready to talk about swaga we got a lot of topics to talk about tonight um yeah dude actually got some news and some actual discussions to have so yeah i'm pretty pumped it'll be nice it'll be nice i think so I got a question for you. Did you see that ad in the game today? I did, and I Star clicked Wars out Squadrons? of it really quickly. Yeah, I was just very, I guess, I don't know why I was surprised by it, since it's an EA game, obviously, but right. I don't, shouldn't be did they do that with Fallen Order? I I think they did, actually. Um, I, I was kinda... trying to remember earlier today, but I couldn't uh, figure out if I re- saw fallen order ads in the game yeah i i kind of remember them but i could also just be an insane person and be making shit up so who knows? <laughs> making things up in my head exactly yeah. for sure uh, well i'm really looking forward to that game so we'll see uh how good it is i don't think i'm gonna pick it up when it drops because i don't so a lot of games are doing the whole buy it on the old gen console and you'll get the free upgrade to the next gen console when it comes out. Yeah. But I don't think I've seen that for that game yet. So I don't know if I'm going to pre-order it or not until I find that out. Cause I would hate to order it for PS4 right. and not get the upgraded version. So yeah, that would suck. I, I still have not even decided on a console yet. Um, I'm not, I'm leaning towards going with the PlayStation. That's been my plan, but I haven't actually purchased anything yet. I just don't, I don't play enough to justify getting one. I don't think. Yeah. At least maybe not on the uh, launch, I guess. I don't know. I've been playing so much PC games lately that, uh, I don't know. I still love PlayStation, but now, now that I've got this really nice, gaming pc built i've been i've just been playing everything on it Ooh, <laughs> fancy it's it's pretty fun so we'll see how ps5 does all the main reason i play on the pc is because if you play destiny like i do the destiny load times on a on a hard drive that's not a solid state like most consoles right now 
yeah. the load times are like 15 minutes to get into the game and on the pc it takes me two or three so it's like why would i play on the playstation well, screw that that's totally fair and understandable but yeah anyways uh for everybody out there that was curious uh I have actually started watching Rebels this week, so I'm hoping to finish Rebels before Mando comes out so I know the major plot points of uh, some of the characters that are introduced in Mando. I know I've been missing out on that for a while, so I figured a lot of you would be interested to know that. So at least one of one of the two of us, when we start doing our Mando, uh, our Mando recaps for Chosen Ones, we'll have seen all of the Rebels TV shows. So Heck I, should, yeah. I should have that done before Mando comes out and then we'll be, we'll be good to go there. So we'll see what happens. Cool. Sounds awesome. Um, yeah, I, I need to get started watching, uh, the clone wars. I just have not had time. Um, hopefully I'll get to it. Hopefully this fall will be the fall. I finally get to it. I should have, I know I should have done it while I was down last year with my knee surgery. Um, that would have been the perfect time to do it, but of course, um, I didn't. So here I am, still, still. Well, oddly it. enough, I'm about to go back to work, which is the perfect time for me to pick up Rebels. Oh, <laughs> very nice, very nice. Being on call all night. Just um, when do you go back? When's your uh, regular schedule start? I am. Let's see. A week from tomorrow, the sabbatical finally ends. <laughs> Ooh, very exciting. My two my two months of doing nothing but play video games is over. So, hell yeah. Well, well do play video games and teach kindergarten. Those two things. Hopefully, it's been a good time. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move along. Hey boys, it's your favorite time of the day. The time where we all pop our tops off and relax. Ooh, yeah. Well, not, I gotta be honest, kind of a disappointing beer night. Not really disappointing, but it's just, it's fine. Uh, Dos Equis. Hard to go wrong. Dos Equis is, is good. I'd say it's better than Coors Light, which would I would equate your Dos Equis nights oh to my, God, my Coors yes. Lights night, yeah. <laughs> where it's like I bought an eighteen pack because they were you know ten bucks, and I just right. wanted to drink that. You know, yep, totally, so. totally understandable. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I am bringing back. Oh man, oh, the man. wine glass that's almost as big Woo! as my the right. sangria. I we have re-upped the Costco membership, which means my beer fridge has a, a crap ton of sangria Costco sangria bottles in it. So I am bringing nice. back the Costco sangria night for the podcast. Everybody out there, if you're drinking wine, I'm with you tonight. So cool. Yeah, I I thought about drinking wine, but last time I drank wine, um, <laughs> the last time you had this wine, podcast it was, uh, descended into anarchy, and so I am not doing that tonight. More, I think debauchery is probably a better word. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's why I titled that podcast. Actually, so yeah, that's probably yeah. a more fitting term. That's totally fair. Um, Makes sense. All right, dude. Uh, let's move on to the first big topic of the night. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Oh, 
man. Um, I just did something stupid, so I'm going to have to like... Actually, no, I think I can remember. Um, so I'm spending some... Uh, where are these? The bronziums uh, right now. I'm doing the uh, the easy easy tap. Um, try to burn oh, some nice. bronziums because I need some shard shop currency desperately. So I will tell you guys what I did this week in Swaga. I looked up the new requirements for the new uh, Galactic Legends. I am a gr I'm just in a fantastic spot. So I went ahead and took bigs to Relic 3. So now my Rebel fleet is going to be in an absolute beastly state, um, which is perfect timing because the next Grand Arena is going to have double fleets for Divisions 1 and 2. And so I'm finally actually going to be able to make great use of my Rebel fleet. Um, I've been using it in Arena, and I can beat uh, Negotiators with it without too much trouble. And Malevolence is kind of hit or miss, kind of depends on uh, the exact squad. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty pumped to have that team a little bit more beastly. I took Wedge up to gear 12. Because uh, he's obviously a requirement too. And then I am getting pretty close on Leia. Uh, the problem is Leia and Wedge both need a bunch of the Mark IV Bacta gels. So I'm trying to save up some of those or at least farm them up. And then right. uh, the other thing that I did was start farming Mon Mothma. Uh, I'm 12 out of 30 on her. And then I think I am 50 out of 65 on Backpack Chewy. So making pretty good progress on my farms there, and then I, or go ahead. I say I would like to point something out. You just talked about Mon Mothma, all right? Um, I had it under the calendar, but it doesn't really fit in the calendar because it's part of the update, and it wasn't even really mentioned in the update. But I want to mention it here. If you bought so back in the past when you there was a marquee event, back in the day it was ten dollar packs to get you thirty shards. Now they're $20 packs and they give you crystals and the 30 shards and some gear. So they're $20 packs, you know, whatever. Okay. But um, it used to be only during the marquee you could buy that $20 pack, right? What's, Mon Mothma just went farmable and her pack is back. I did, I, Chuba, Chewy or Chupio's is also in there. So I assume it came back and I didn't uh, realize it. Interesting. When, Chupio became farmable. So if you missed out on that pack during the marquee, you can now buy them when the characters I, go farmable. I did not realize so that, and it's kind of tempting, actually. Oh, it's a good pack. I mean, those are the ones. And the good thing about it being available even when it goes free-to-play instead of just during the marquee is that you're not missing out now. If that character ends up being something required for something, now you can still buy the pack. You don't have to have foresight on... Hey, that might be needed for something. I have to buy this during the marquee. Right. Here's the other cool part, though. And I noticed this because I bought Mon Mothma's pack when she was a marquee. Mon Mothma's pack is back. I bought it during the marquee. I can buy it again. <laughs> no kidding. So I can get 60 shards instead of just the 30 like you used to be able to. No kidding. And it's available for 25 days. So, I mean, like, depending on how hard you're farming her, if you, wow, you know, it, it, it's available for a long time. So, you don't have to it's buy it immediately. Not, it's actually not bad. Kind of. So, I'm, I thought that was a... I'm gonna have to don't usually talk it. about packs, but those marquee packs were always 
good value. Yeah, for especially sure. when they were ten dollars. But now that they're back, when they go to free to uh, free to farm, that's a that's a pretty pretty good thing to look at. Just pointing that out. Hell yeah, it is. I totally agree with you. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, let's see. There was something else I did this. Oh, I'm still farming the hyena. Uh, I am 82 out of 100 on that, so I'm very close to having that done. And kind of related to that, I got the the malevolence to six star. So how about that? Pretty awesome. Yeah. That's um, what I'm talking about. Yeah. How got um. You're you're running near empty on those uh, on that currency, right? You're like buying them as you get the currency. So I'd been saving up, and I basically waited till I had enough to go ahead and six start before I started buying them to advance from five to six. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so I I had saved up twenty thousand or whatever it is, and then I just spent them all. And I'll do the same thing again. I will save them up. Um, that way, if I need like some emergency gear, emergency Kairos or something, I can buy some. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but I will also keep progressing towards uh, seven star malevolence. That's going to be pretty important here soon. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna... kind of important to get those to seven um, star now. Oh, yeah. That was something uh, we didn't put on the show notes, but we kind of need to talk about our fleets. Um, I have that in uh, under GAC when it starts. Oh, okay. Perfect. So we got it. We got it. We're oh, good. Very nice. Um, what else you got from this week? So, uh, TIE Fighter Espresso asks in chat. If I have a special program running to open all of those uh, bronze impacts, and I don't actually, well, it's I guess built it into iOS. Is. Actually, it is built into iOS. Yes, it is one of the accessibility features in iOS where you can go and you can create um, kind of like an auto script type thing, and uh, you basically just kind of tap on the screen, and you can basically do. I can't remember what the number of taps is. Um, it, it gives you like 10 tap opportunities. Um, and then you just tap your screen anywhere and it auto taps in a certain spot. Um, so you basically just pick that bomb right spot and uh, you can go through and burn some bronzeums. Uh, well, that gave me 630 of them, which will allow me to buy the pieces of gear that I was wanting that's in the store. So I think his YouTube is still up, and this is a name that a lot of people yeah, I know probably don't going. probably don't care to hear. Yeah. But this is where I learned it from. So if you want to learn how so to do that, the too. video is probably still up on YouTube. But uh, Nukin, back in the day, that's where I learned it from. And he has a video that explains exactly how to do this on iOS so that you can farm Bronzium. So if you go look up uh, Nukin's old YouTube channel, there should be a video on how to do it. I mean, it's worked this way. This has worked for like three years to do this. So, it, and if you guys have problems finding it um, or can't figure it out, let me know. And I would not mind making a video about it. Um, if you guys are having issues or whatever, I'd, I'd be happy to do that. Um, th- Probably there, be a good one. So there's one other thing I want to mention. I keep wanting to mention this and I keep forgetting um, for a couple weeks now. Uh, so the chromium transistors, that is the one just before the erodium sink. So it's basically the, we'll effectively call it the tier three um, relic salvage. 
it, it's the one that you kind of need like Lobot or somebody like Gear 7. Like there's like five characters take this piece of gear um, mm-hmm. and you have to go in there and craft it and stuff. Um, one thing I figured out here recently that I keep planning on telling you guys about, but I keep forgetting. Um, actually, those Mark 7 Blast Tech weapon mods, you can buy five of them for 150 guild store currency and five of them translates into 33 chromium transistors so 150 guild store currency for 33 chromium transistors that's an awfully damn good deal if you need them so make sure you guys keep an eye out for the uh mark 7 blast tech weapon mods in the uh guild store shipments it is in the slot that is directly below um, the Rancor salvage. You know the uh, the Mark V droid collars. So the one right next to Young Lando. Uh, yes, where Young Lando is, it'll be on the far left of that row. That is correct. All right. Yeah. So I have Mark V blast tech weapon mod there right now. Gotcha. Yeah, but keep... it's the Mark Seven. You're saying. Yes, the Mark Is seven. that a blue mod? It is, yes. All right, so you're looking for the blue uh, Blast Tech weapon mod in that slot for 33 of them. That's pretty good uh, Pretty good value there. Absolutely. So. Uh, good, good to know. Uh, know. Know that, Drew, that piece is not on the gear guide. If I ever get time, though, I'm going to update the gear guide, and what I would like to do is put in a specific section for the relic salvage material and kind of break down the best values for getting that sort of stuff. Um, that, that would be my eventual plan, but God, you know how my plans go with some of this stuff. Um, I, I have great ideas. I just don't have time. So, um, not, not much else I can do. Um, <laughs> I feel like there was something else I had. Oh, I finished farming, uh, Cara Dune. So she is seven star now, which is awesome. And so on the requirements on my way to Jedi Master Luke, um, here is all, I will tell you guys, everything that I have left. I am making great progress here. So I am currently 10 out of 15 on all the requirements. I have to take Ray Jedi training up one more relic level. She is currently relic six. Um, She will be relic seven tomorrow. Uh, so when you're listening to this, unless you're in live chat, uh, she will be done. Then I have Mon Mothma and Backpack Chewy to do. The second set of requirements are all done. And then on the third set of requirements, all I have left is Princess Leia to Relic 3 and Wedge to Relic 3. So um hoping to have them knocked out here pretty soon, hopefully this weekend. And yeah. Nice. Hashtag progress. Hashtag bring them on. <laughs> indeed that's crazy awesome dude so yeah what about your week sir you know mine was pretty uh tame actually if you're looking on the live stream you'll see my screen but the biggest thing i did is kind of just add gear 12 pieces to c3po chewbacca and lando and lando is a few Six salvage away from being 12.5. I'm almost uh, almost done with Lando. He's pretty much got all of his power cell injector left to go. 
But uh, Lando's almost done. Chewbacca's almost done. And C-3PO, those will be probably all be done by next week on the show. But those are the main things I've been doing. Uh, you know. Ticket grind. Started the ticket grind for Kylo yesterday. Man, I am... Uh, Rob. On an up- update on that front, I am. I have eight ultimate materials. I have ninety-eight tickets. So, effectively, I have nine ultimate abilities, and I'm halfway to my last one. So, I will Ooh. finish the ultimate in Ooh, a couple days. Yeah, hell yeah, man! That's exciting. Congrats! <laughs> it's exciting because I. It's most exciting, not even because I'll get the ultimate, but because I won't have to grind tickets anymore. Yeah, no kidding. Searching all for right. dark side uh, things to spend my energy on all the time when I have so many things to gear just gets... The only reason I geared Lando instead of Chewbacca and C-3PO was because Lando needed more dark side pieces. <laughs> so I switched to him because I knew he needed a lot of dark side stuff. Oh, yeah. So it'll be nice to be able to just farm light side constantly but i'd like to point out i'm gonna go in here i think i never shared my screen with you so you can't really see what's going on here but i'm gonna go look at my mods because this is the biggest thing that i did this week oh you gotta share this with me then man all right hold up i'll give it to you i love mods man this is exciting you so you've been sending me some screenshots show me some of the mods you you got and a lot of pretty awesome stuff. I I am just so freaking excited about this. Um, uh, so for everyone that I haven't been talking to this week, basically what I did is I went through and after we talked about mods a couple weeks ago, I've been sitting at the mod cap for a year probably. I went through and I just sold. Okay, let me just... All the mods that were 15 and were crap, like level 15 and crap, I sold them. All the mods that were purple, blue, purple, blue, and green, I leveled them up to see what the stats on them were. And if the stats were bad, I sold them. If the stats didn't roll higher than four speed, I sold them. Um, and now I actually have a considerable, considerably smaller list of mods here. Um, but every one of these mods here has speed has between eight and or eight or higher speed on it so basically anything i put these on besides these one a's these are just kind of i kept them just in case i needed a mod with a certain type of set until i got a better mod to fit into that spot um but yeah all these are good mods to put on people um and i've shown wink some of them but I've gotten probably between 20 and 30 15-plus speed mods this week. Hot damn. And like on top it. of that, the I've actually started buying from the shop, uh, upgrading Dude. them immediately. If they're garbage, oh, selling them and not keeping them. Like, I uh, got tired of all the uh, the mod jokes. So I am now, uh, I have started to I mod, bro. It yeah so yeah so um i i had an idea people have you guys have really been like been liking us 
talking about mods, modding uh, characters or factions that we've been doing these past couple weeks. Um, we've been getting a lot of really good feedback about that. So um, I think I'm going to make a new sounder uh, for, for Mod School. Uh, I think Mod I like School it. needs to be a thing and uh, be a weekly weekly segment where we kind of do what we've been doing because, um, you know, it kind of forces me to relook at my roster as well and kind of go back and relook at some of these characters. So those of you listening on audio only, um, make sure you check out the Twitch stream. Um, you know, there there is like a, there is a visual. Uh, we've kind of been showing our screens a little bit more. And we'll kind of keep doing that, especially through this Mod School segment that, you know, we've kind of been doing. Uh, that way you guys can get on there, see what we're actually doing, show you our mods and stuff. Um, I don't have my screen up this week, but you've got yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about some modding here in a second. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear that you're getting on the mod train heavily. It's, it's added an extra element of fun to the game. Obviously, I know you've always loved it, and I it's just something that I've kind of done, but not Tolerated. done greatly. So it yeah. makes it a little more uh, enjoyable. So, yeah. I can see that for sure. Chicken Bottom, you said the perspective makes my bottle glass look like uh, 46 ounces. This glass, I just poured about a third of one and a half liters into this bottle. So however many <laughs> ounces that is... That's uh, that's how big the glass is right now. My man, you do not play around. Um, I love Costco Sangria. I'm just saying. I'm aware you are a, you're a huge fan. Um, you you like that sangria like I like mods. So, yes, we're gonna have a dance sangria segment soon. <laughs> yeah, po- possibly. You never know. Um. All right, so do you have anything else that you want to talk about generally with mods before we talk about modding some specific characters? Uh, generally with mods? Uh, with your Wii or know. whatever. One thing I've noticed, one thing I've no, have noticed that uh, after going through all those mods is that beyond help mods, it's hard to get the other ones. So if you're not looking in the store for speed mods or crit Dude, damage mods and all those kinds you're gonna have, be low on those sets because i am constantly looking for a speed arrow that's crit damage that i don't have to take off other good characters and leave them hanging dry so yeah it's important and i've specifically realized that over the last three weeks that you keep checking that every refresh to find those because they go quick and well, it can one- make or break mod sets Something I've realized with so many new characters coming into the game recently, especially ones I've had to relic and actually make use out of, um, it kind of puts you in a really odd position where you you realize you don't have enough speed arrows or you don't have enough crit damage triangles or, you know, some of those, you know, all those right side bonds, you just don't have enough of them. Um, and... Or you thought you did, and you realized that all of your triangles were tenacity or potency. And you're like, where's the health ones that I thought I had? Where are, you know, uh, any of the other stats? I can tell you, there's so... I always end up with tenacity arrows or potency arrows. I think back in the early days of mods, I thought everybody needed potency crosses. 
because I always kept those. They used to. I mean, it used to be a lot more important than it is now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, with all the tenacity down that people teams do now, mm-hmm. that potency becomes a lot less important. Yep. Um, uh, Tough Fire Espresso asks a really good question in chat um, about purchasing things from the mod store. Um, do, do you only purchase gold ones or will you purchase green or what's your strategy been since you've been focusing on that? I purchase anything but white. Anything I purchase but white. anything okay. but white. And I will, if, so if I purchase, purchase a purple, it doesn't have speed on it. For example, I'll level it three levels. And if it doesn't pop speed and it doesn't have decent stats on those other four, then I just sell it immediately. Well, one thing and to then, keep in mind is you have like a gazillion credits also. So that's the thing you, for me. Cause I've dropped like, right. honestly, I had 320 million at the beginning of this week. And now I'm at, let's see here. Cause like I'm right now, now I'm at 300. I'm at 247 two, now. Whoa. Damn. Yeah. And as far as fleet credits go, and that's another thing I I've been stacking fleet credits for a year and a half. So I can buy any mod with fleet credits as well because I have, where is it, 70, I had 110 million at the beginning of the week. I now have 72 million in fleet credits. So, I mean, like, I've just, if Damn. I don't care what it costs, I buy it, and then I try it. So, so if you don't if, have if, the money for that, it's a little yep. bit different. And I would probably only go gold and purple in that case. But I'm going all the way down to greens. Because I also so, had a over a thousand of each type of mod slicing material. So when I bought a blue and helps. it popped speed once yeah. or twice, then I could mod it up to gold just to see if I could continue to pop that speed on it. So And those are all things to consider because if you're in a position like me, I don't ever have mod slicing material because I use it. Um, I am always slicing. Like as soon as I get something, I'm slicing something. And so I try to focus on purple and gold mods. I usually don't even look at blue or purple mods. I only look at gold for the most part. Unless they're arrows. Not for me. Actually, if it's a speed arrow, I'm grabbing it. I don't care what color it is. So I should adopt that strategy um, because I actually think it's pretty good just because every like any combination of secondaries will be good for somebody with a speed arrow. Um, but I do kind of focus on triangles. Those I'll check a little bit more of probably just because finding a perfect triangle is kind of difficult. Um, however, uh, you know, whenever I'm looking, I do kind of focus on no, gold mods just because I right don't now. have a lot of slicing material and therefore I don't want to be buying a mod in which I may have to slice. So, yeah. Um, Makes sense. You know, those are all kind of things to think about. Um, I'm usually not in a concern as far as currency, but um, if you are, make sure you kind of focus on m- mods that do really have the uh, the perfect set that has almost no downside of it being bad. So, for example, like a good primary with some secondary speed where that primary actually complements the set bonus. So, for example, you know, uh, crit, crit damage triangle with crit damage set bonus you should buy every single time you know same with an offense uh if it's offense set crit damage primary um you know just kind of things like that um you should always kind of focus on 
Makes so, sense yeah. to me. Yeah, it always um, it, it, just like any game like this, it always boils down to the economy, your personal economy. What do you have right to use, 100%. and what don't you have to use? Like for me, being where okay. I was three weeks ago, I had tons to use. So my personal economy was massive. Now it's going to the mod slicing materials have gotten to a low now where I can't slice everything anymore. I actually right. don't have any more of the capacitors needed to go from uh, purple or blue to purple and purple to gold. So I've kind of slowed down on some of those. Yep. So, yeah. Those can certainly be a problem. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. All right, dude. I am freaking excited for this next topic. Dude, so I, I chose three characters this week that I thought people might be interested in the modding for because for a long-ass time, they just sat at the bottom of your roster and you probably didn't use them. But that's Lando, Captain Han Solo, and Rebel Officer Leia Organa. And Lando, not as much because I kind of knew his kid. Oh, okay, go ahead. Do your thing. I, I got to play a sounder. I know. I saw you. Hey, boys. <laughs> Do you have any tips for us? Less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. (laughs) All right. So we're going to talk about Lando, Captain Han Solo, and Rebel Officer Leia Organa. Now, Lando, I've known his kit for a long time. So I kind of had a decent idea of uh, what to do when you're modding him. But dude, what? I just remembered because I was looking at Discord. Um, we have we're, we're supposed to do giveaways tonight. We totally forgot about freaking uh, bingo. Mm, we did. We're gonna have to figure something out. Maybe a Twitter giveaway or a Discord giveaway this week. Okay. Or uh, how about I this? can we just have, do this? We have two to do. Here's what I was thinking. We are about to talk about modding Lando, Captain Han, mm-hmm. and Rebel Leia Organa. Um, how about the first person or the... I just linked the bingo card if they want to play bingo, the old bingo card. I don't know how relevant yeah. it is, but we could try it. <laughs> okay, let's do it. We'll do bingo right. from this point forward. If you're in the live chat... Grab you a bingo card, and from this point going forward, we are going to bingo for a blue giveaway. It's going to be pretty awesome. We'll talk about blue here in a second. Um, But the bingo card starts now, and then we will do another giveaway um, on the Discord or something this week. Sounds good to me. Perfect. All right, so like what I was saying was Captain Han Solo's kit is a little interesting once I read through it for this uh, modding segment. And same kind of goes for Rebel Officer Leia Organa. So I'm kind of curious how, you, how you're going to feel about some of these ideas I have on the mods on these two characters. But okay. we, will, uh, we will see. So we'll start out with Lando. All right. And I'm going to put that... I'm, I'm going to explain two things that I read from his kit that I feel like are important as far as modding goes. And then we'll go into uh, your thoughts on Lando's modding. All right. So... Lando's Unique grants him 15% crit chance plus crit chance up whenever he critical hits. 
All right, so that's probably an important thing to know because his he wants crits with his special attack to get a oh, second yeah. one on the next turn with 100% more damage. Correct. Um, not to mention, I don't ha- I didn't write it down, but I believe his basic can also crit as well. Um, so his this attack has a high damage variance and an additional 30% chance on scoring a crit hit. Correct. No. So he has a very good chance to get crit chance up from his basic is basically what I was going for there. Yep. 100%. So with such a high importance on crit chance with him, you might think crit chance as a as a stat for his mods, but I feel like based on all the things in his kit, including his unique ability where he gets 15% crit chance, Plus having crit chance up constantly, I feel like there might be a very small amount you even need to give to him. Is that I, is that where you're at there? Yeah, I 100% agree with you. So I think when we're talking about these three characters, let's focus on the relic level required because I feel like there's going to be a lot of people kind of striving for that. Um, I'll give some qualifiers as we talk about them for if you don't have them quite relic to that level yet, but... My Lando, for example, is Relic 5. He is the requirement. What's funny is I took Lando to Relic 5 when he was required way back for Jedi Knight Luke, I think. I was like, I just want to keep relicking Lando. And I ended up taking him to the Relic level he ended up being required for, for Jedi Master Luke. Just stupid luck. Um, But he has uh, basically 72% crit chance as base. So he has insanely high crit chance, not to mention the 15% from the unique. So he can very easily get 90% crit chance. Um, 90% crit chance is ridiculous. And whenever you're talking about, um, you know, his AoE that does five attacks, you need to land two crits so he can reuse it again to 100% more damage. And you're there's almost no way you don't hit it unless there's a lot of crit immunity out there. So... Um, what's the percentage uh, from crit chance up? Fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. So base unique gives them fifteen, and getting that bonus, you're getting thirty almost, almost constantly with him. Unless he's yeah. being. Uh... So for mine at gear twelve, with a with a uh, crit chance set on his mods, he's at fifty four percent. So a lot of, you get a lot of it from, from the relics. So you might still need a little bit before you get him to that relic level, but the, the end goal is that relic level anyway. So to which you can right. probably switch off of those uh, those crit chance mods to something else. But yeah, yeah. for sure, um, definitely at lower lower levels because he does get a lot of crit chance. It's part of his mastery stat, so he'll be gaining a lot as you take him up in relic levels. Um. Crit chance is more important if he's like at gear twelve. You know, I used to run him in my arena team. If if you're a longtime listener, um, I used to have a team that was entirely built around making Lando annihilate your entire team, and like I literally ran that team. I, I mean, this was early game, but I ran that team for months. I mean, there would be weeks where I didn't drop out of the top three because no one. I mean, it was just. Like, you could beat it, but it would just take a really obscure team to beat it. Most people would just rather go around. Um, 
he can do some absolutely nasty damage. Um, and, you know, the fact that he gets the bonus crit chance and everything. And, you know, depending on the team, you can actually make him kind of slow and compromise and build that crit chance up. Or if you're using him in a team that, you know, has mastery stat boosting, which I guess is probably unlikely. But um, th there are a lot of leads and stat sharing and stuff. Uh, like if you're using him with R2-D2, for example, it's pretty easy to get him over 100% crit chance. Some people were asking again what the Dream Team was. It was Akbar lead, uh, correct? With uh, there were Stormtrooper Han, Lando. Old Ben. Yeah. Uh, AA, Admiral Akbar, Stormtrooper Han, Old Ben, Lando. And then I went through a couple variations where I was using... Like Poggle, Jedi Knight, Anakin, or IG-88 as the other one. And the idea was a super fast Stormtrooper Han so that he taunted first. And it was a turn order team. So it was set up to where um, immediately after Stormtrooper Han, you would have Old Ben go. Immediately after Old Ben, it would be uh, Poggle or Jedi Knight Anakin who would give offense up. Then you would have Admiral Akbar who would give his tactical advantage. And then Lando would then go with offense up, tactical advantage, and he would do his AoE, immediately go again, and AoE again. So, basically, after Lando's double AoE, it was game over, uh, you know, back in those days. And I've thought about resetting that team up just for, uh, just for Grand Arena because I love it so much. Makes sense. Very tempting. But... Mm -hmm. um, you, I do still think that Admiral Ackbar, Stormtrooper Han, and Lando are a fantastic combo. That if you know if you don't have any use for them, like you could, I think you can still build a similar team with them. Um, they could easily get underestimated, and at the very least, it's probably kind of squishy, and it would probably take a lot of banners if you made Stormtrooper Han fast. Um, it would be one of those teams that, I mean, good good luck getting sixty versus it. So, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, imagine Lando, a relic Lando, going off on defense. Yeah, back to back AOEs. Back to back AOEs, nasty. Oof. Yeah, totally, totally awesome stuff. Love his AOE, but yeah, um, I, I think we're in agreement there. Um, and you, you are gonna want to run a crit damage set on him. Um. Yeah, so that's His a lead. change I probably should make. I run the I run I have offense ones on him, but I think I put offense on him back in the day because I didn't have enough crit damage mods for him. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> fair. I, I mean I, I can certainly see that. Um by the way, everyone, I looked at the bingo card at the like the first six squares and I'm like, nobody's gonna win this. <laughs> oh, is it that bad? Uh well, let me bring it up again. Um, so we could the first, change it up because here's I the, had an idea. Here's the first three blocks. Tower or horde mode content mentioned. Alt account story. GNP complains about content. Man, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Some of them still work like train of thought lost to Twitch chat. Uh, blue microphones plug. Yeah. yeah. Well, if no, uh, 
We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. If, we, if we'll no get, one, if we'll get someone some something free, it's gonna happen. We got lots of free stuff to give away. We'll figure out how to do it. I'm gonna give away some stickers too. Yeah. Um. All right. So, I think that's good on Lando. Now, how about we talk about Captain Han Solo? All right. So, Captain Han Solo. Let me bring him up on the screen for. All the people out there that are looking. So, Captain Han Solo, if you did not... Actually, I don't think I've... Hell, I haven't shown the video to really anyone. I don't I don't think. I posted in our chat, I think. But um, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. Or maybe it was last week. In the Territory Battle. Uh, where I used Stormtrooper Han... The next character we're going to talk about, Rebel, Rebel Officer Leia Organa, under Commander Luke Skywalker with Han and Chewie. And, you know, I, I really like that team a hell of a lot. Uh, Captain Han's actually kind of a beast um, with his revives and stacking health, if you say to him. Uh, what what did you think about when you read his kit? Um and kind of started analyzing it. What, what were kind of your main takeaways? All right. Hold up. The stream broke, so I'm fixing it. The uh, stream broke? Yeah, like Bluestacks decided to Man. just suddenly take up the entire screen. I don't know why. All right. Um, oh. So with Hot Han, let's talk about his unique first. I kind of did that with all these characters. Talked about their unique first and what it gives to them. His unique adds 50%, 15% crit chance to him and 30% crit damage. The other thing that's kind of important, this is the big one, and it, it kind of uh, was got me thinking about how you would mod Hot Han, but unique okay. his unique heals him for 10% of his max health at the end of his turns. And if he's at full health, he heals the lowest health ally instead for 10% of his max health. So basically Ooh. what I'm saying there is if he's got high max Ooh. health... He's going to be doing some good healing. Interesting. So this wasn't something I had thought about because I've kind of focused more on health and less on speed. But, I mean, that makes a pretty good argument for him maybe being a little bit speedier in which, um, you know, he can heal people up. Because, yeah, 10% of his max health. I mean. Depending on where he's at all with his max health, uh, that can be a pretty good chunk for. Let me. I'm going to bring up Swugga. Just to get a frame of reference on his relic, uh, um, health here. So let's say okay. he's relic tier four, right in the middle. His health is 44,000. So start putting some health mods on him, and that number is gonna, gonna go up. Now, it's not a All great right, number, so but that's probably why you need to mod for great numbers. My my Captain Han Solo has two health sets, one defense set, three sliced health primaries, and a speed arrow. He is Relic 3, and he has a smidgen over 72,000 health. 72,000, you said? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. It's got a good number so, I mean, you can get it, to. There. It's, it's a pretty good number. But here's the other thing. Um... Uh, 10% of his max health. 
And this kind of ties into one of the other points you had on here, but his basic, I believe it's his, or no, it is his, yeah, it's his basic, that I think gives it to him. Is it? It's basic. Um, he gains yes. 10% okay. max health it's, stacking for three turns right. whenever he uses his basic. And it's basically unlimited stacking. I mean, there there is no limit on it other than three turns. So, I mean, he especially could gain if he's attacking out a turn, health. imagine the amount of percent. Especially if he's, let's exactly. say, like under a CLS lead or, you know, someone that's calling in a lot of assists. That'll stack that help well, quick, C- too. C- yeah. C- CLS won't necessarily call them in, but he will have counter chance, which... The counter is what I was going for chance. with that uh, example. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then the last part... The last part here, because of the heals on the max health, uh, his basic inflicts days, so that's already awesome. Love that. But he also gains 30% turn meter when he's at full health. Uh, So I don't know how really that is affected by the modding, but it is an important thing to note with the turn meter uh, gain from full health. Especially with the stacking, uh, stacking health from his basic. That should help fill him back up at the end of his turns. So the the problem here is um, th- there's almost no way in which he's going to use his basic outside of his turn in which that's going to happen because he has his unique ability that heals him. So there's a good chance that he'll gain 30% turn meter and you know on his turn, but attacking out of turn, it seems pretty unlikely unless he still has a lot of protection. Um Mm-hmm. protection recovery is going to be kind of difficult with him. Like, there's not a whole lot of options, not a whole lot of really good ways for him to recover protection unless he was, you know, guarded by Chewie, which there's almost no way he's going to be the, you know, lowest health character. So he's just too tanky. So I just don't see that happening. Um, seems very unlikely. Let's get to the last one here. Uh his sec his first special second special really doesn't do have anything that's affected by mods but the first special does and as you can tell here his first special heals uh health equal to 40% of han's max health so uh yeah so he will heal 40% of his max health if you use that uh special ability and obviously, the higher the max health, the better the heal is, especially if his, depending on what the health of the other characters you're trying to heal are, whether they're smaller, lower health or higher health, that's going to be a huge amount of help for them. So I feel, I feel like going through every one of his abilities, stacking health on Han is pretty huge. And for the reason you were talking about with speed, just to keep continuing to get those heals out, at the end of his turns is another reason to add uh, speed to him because once again, his he's he's kind of right in the middle on speed. He's 149 at Relic Tier 4. So he's not super quick, but he's not super slow either. He's kind of right in the middle of the pack. I think that's the biggest problem is finding a team for him. Um, 
He's he's pretty good. It's just God. Where do you put him? That's that's the problem. I just I, I don't really know where to put him. I, I like him with CLS in the territory battle, but outside that, dude, I just I'm not. He's almost kind of one of those wasted characters in a way, which is really disappointing because I I, I love a lot of his kit. <laughs> yeah, a good um. A good kit with a not a good yeah, place for it. That's that's a good way of putting it. Really nowhere to to drop it. Um, yep. I mean, but but if you do kind of build up a weak rebel team, he might be a good one to go. I wouldn't suggest Mob Mothma because he is not a rebel fighter, and that is what's needed for him to get called in and stuff. Um, that would be broken as hell. Um, I wish he were rebel fighter, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be nuts. So, um, how about we move on to um, the tastiest one on this list? All right. Let's see here. Next up, we got Rebel Officer Leia Organa. So, let me bring her up for everybody here to see while we're doing this. Rolo. You got her there. Her unique adds 10% offense and 40% tenacity. Now, that 40% tenacity is kind of important with where I'm going with what I read from yep. her kit. But uh, she all her unique also, she gains turn meter and offense expiring at the end of her next turn. The first time she resists a detrimental effect each turn. That's nasty. Or she suffers yeah. a debuff. So the first time she resists a detrimental effect or suffers a debuff. So no matter if she gets it or she doesn't, she's going to gain uh, the turn meter yep. and offense. All right, so now you move to the basic. The basic inflicts buff immunity, and she gains bonus turn meter when attacking enemies with full health. That's not really hugely important to modding. Just want to throw that out there. But the biggest thing here, as far as I was talking about that 40% tenacity she gets from her unique, her special has a 14-turn cooldown. Now, if you know what her special is, it's very powerful, especially for the territory battle, as you talked about last oh, week. Yeah. But it has a 14-turn cooldown mm -hmm. that reduces by one whenever Leia scores a critical hit or suffers a debuff. So she gets 40% tenacity from her unique. Correct. But you want her to suffer debuffs or score critical hits. So there's an interesting like fight here going on because she will, if she resists detrimental effects, she gains turn meter and offense. But luckily, if she gets the detrimental effect, she also gains turn meter and offense. And then to lower her... The cool, that 14 turn cooldown if she scores a critical hit or suffers a debuff it lowers the cooldown by one so in my opinion stay away from tenacity debuffs or tenacity stats on mods I wouldn't necessarily say stay away but I would certainly not prioritize it don't focus yeah. it and don't put it on your cross uh, that's for totally sure totally agree um, I, I, I love using her as a damage dealer 
Um, she she does need crit chance though. She's one of those characters where I do find that a crit chance primary can actually be pretty awesome on her. You could load her up with a crit chance primary and then, you know, maybe do like a crit damage set or kind of swapped around, do a crit damage primary with a few crit chance sets. Um, either, either way you want to slice it. Um, she does need to crit as many times as possible when she does that AOE. And that AOE can actually be pretty freaking nasty. Um, I, I I really, really like that ability a lot. I think there's a lot of potential here. Um, the, the stacking offense, like there's no limit on the stacking offense. It just keeps stacking. And then she can absolutely freaking wreck stuff. Um, but you've got to be landing those crits. So so I brought it up on stream so you can see it. Swagaga lists at Relic for her physical crit chance, which her special is physical damage, at 60.92%. Okay. She does not give herself crit chance up. She doesn't have crit... She has uh, no crit chance built into her uh, okay. unique. Now... If she's the leader, she does give 20% crit chance, but n if I'm going to guess, she's probably not going to be the leader most more often Agreed. than not. She does have a really good leader ability, but I don't know a lot of people using her for that leader ability. So I, I have an interesting... I mean, some people are figuring Dan has mentioned a team several times that he uses for... Uh, GAC or Territory Wars that lists a Rolo lead, and it makes sense that she's there because of the yeah. the foresight from her, um, the turn meter gain from her. She has a good leader ability, but it's not often one you see utilized, yep. I guess. Um, so without her in the leader abilities or leader spot, or someone that grants crit chance in the leader spot, you're probably still going to want to put extra crit chance on her because 60%, you're just a little bit better than flipping a coin on whether she's going to Pretty crit. much. And, you know, not not landing a crit on her AoE is one more turn until you can use that AoE again. So that's kind of the problem here is that crit chance does become insanely important. And here, the, the team that I mentioned previously, uh, the CLS, Han, Chewie, with Rolo, um, I'm actually that along with Backpack Chewy, I think is going to be my new defense team in Grand Arena. You didn't hear that, um, just in case you face me. But the cool <laughs> thing about Rolo is she's kind of squishy in a good way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, she will get guarded by Chewy, so that'll actually give her 25% crit chance. It will make it to where she can't be crit, which is great. So you're going to have a lot of stuff going on there um, that really take advantage of her kit, uh, you know, as far as keeping her healthy, helping keep her cooldowns down, basically. Um, she's immune to stun, which is great. So when she gains that turn mirror, it's not really a waste. Like, th there's a lot of really, really awesome stuff. Uh, so... Um, if you're going to use her with Han and Chewie, make sure she is the squishiest aside <coughs> from Han 
because there are a lot of advantages of having her, um, you know, just be that squishy. So, yeah. Yep. Um, but crit chance secondary is pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. And I, I'm serious, man. I think she's going to, I, I think she is awesome in the territory battle. Absolutely freaking awesome with that nasty, nasty AOE. Yeah, that 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 AOE is almost as uh, interesting and fun as uh, Lando's is. Yep. It's a lot more RNG dependent, and I thought you couldn't get more RNG dependent than Lando when this game first came out. Well, that's the way it was then. Yeah, that's certainly true. She now picks... She's going to hit 10 different times on random targets. So there you go. Very cool. So I remember when the game came out, and this is off topic back to Lando, but I remember thinking Lando's kit and the just the randomness of it or like the, the betting nature of it was perfect for the character. Yeah. Like like the them, thematically his kit made total sense to me almost more than any other kit in the game at the beginning of this. So yep. I don't know. Um oh um Dan mentions a good point in the chat uh, about potency to land the ability block. So the ability block is actually something I don't particularly care about because if you're using her with CLS, if that ability block gets resisted, that is turn meter for your team because of CLS's leader ability. So if using with CLS, I would actually avoid potency entirely because I think the turn meter for your entire team is far more advantageous than um, landing ability block. Probably, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, so, yeah, and doesn't it says enemies struck more than once suffer ability block for one turn? Does the do you need potency for that, or is it the crit chance? Nope, it'll still be a potency it'll that still inflicts be a potency it. Check. Um, if you land a crit, it'll then do a potency check. So, um, so it could still then be right. resisted. Alrighty yeah. then. Very, very exciting stuff there. I'm gonna once I get these guys geared, I'm showing them on stream with no mods. Well, Rolo has two mods, completely pointless, worthless mods on her. And Rolo had I started re modding Rolo, but I'm missing some some health mods that aren't that might be on other characters. So I'll go back and reload remod him later, but they're still gear eight, so I'm not worried about them yet. But yeah, I'll definitely be using this this guide here when I gear them up for Jedi Knight Luke. Cool. Yep, yep. Sounds good. Um all right. What's next? Well, I'm gonna play some I'm gonna play some funky music while we talk about um uh, Ooh, we got some big blue news, yeah. don't we? Yeah. And not in a sad way. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Not the blues, we... but blue exactly. microphones. Why don't you tell everyone about that? All right. So, Blues has brought back discounts for our listeners. Yes, they've been gone for a while, but now they're back. So, for everyone out there, we now have a link 
that you can click that takes you directly to Blue's website that will give you a discount uh, based on uh, listening to this podcast. So we will be posting that up in our Discord for you guys to go into and click on whenever you are looking for a Blue product. But uh, yeah, the discount is back. If you're looking for Blue stuff uh, and you uh, have yet to win one of our free prizes and you're looking to uh, just get it outright or you're looking to buy for for a work thing or any of that kind of stuff. I know a lot of people, I, I felt really bad for a lot of people that I knew that were asking me throughout this pandemic when everyone's staying home using Zoom calls. I know a lot of my friends bought uh, Blue Microphones products. Uh, if you're still working from home, now will be a great time to buy that upgraded microphone because you will be able to finally get that discount again. So yeah, we have a link. We will get, put it in our Discord for you, but check that out. And I want to say thanks again, as always, to Blue Microphones for sponsoring this show and always providing us with the best uh, audio equipment that we can have to make this podcast always sound great. Uh, unfortunately, we have not been sponsored by an internet company that can give me my own secure connection to make everything Very good. Unfortunate. But uh, maybe we'll work on that. So. Uh... But Blue is always there for us, and we oh appreciate God, yeah. it. Oh, God, yeah. I would so. love to be sponsored by an internet company. That would be amazing. If there's anything that we could use, it would absolutely be that. So, hey, if you know somebody, <laughs> hit us up, man. Um, <laughs> for sure. So, um, also, big shout-out to all of our patrons. Uh, Patreon.com slash order if you would like to support the, uh, support the show. Um this thing is not letting me download everyone's name so I can give you all a shout out. What the hell? Um, I have been on here trying to, ah, this is so frustrating. Um, so I know, uh, William F and Bader's fist who, uh, joined up this month on, on the, uh, on the Patreon. We really appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, we, we appreciate you. We, we love it when you guys are nice enough to give us money. Not not just because it does help us with the show, but I mean it re you know, it really does, you know, help us, you know, hosting costs and all that sort of stuff, but um just helps us know that you guys appreciate what we do and um and you enjoy it. So I, people don't pay for crap that they hate. So <laughs> uh so thank you to <laughs> all of you guys. Um the, this thing is not working. They, they redid uh, some stuff on Patreon, and so it's kind of... I'm not sure why it is not letting me download. I will have to go through and manually pull everyone's name, but I will give all of you a shout-out individually next week. Um, oh, this is so frustrating. I love how well you've... How far you've come in uh, pronouncing all of their harder to uh, pronounce uh, yes so it's always nice to hear you spout them all off very quickly oh yes it is very very exciting um actually holy hell um i i think i think i i think i just uh found it <clears throat> all right let's go ahead and give a shout <laughs> there it is all right th there's actually a way to do it on the site awesome um all right can give a shout out to all of you guys thank you Thank you to each and every one of you who support us um, 
We appreciate it. Supreme Vengeance, Ron Paul Bunyan, Ben underscore NZ, Dark Helmet, Azazel, Bedorf, Chicken Bottom, Recoil, Obicola, Drew, STL Bruise, Apocalypse, Randy Marsh, Ringer, Sig Sig, Kaiser, Quoth, TIE Fighter Espresso, Ruskies, Tyrek Thorne, Noel, William F., BMZR, Michael Bluth, Seafron 2 Darth Molly, The James James, Zizer, McMull2, Han Pikey, R3S6 was Innocent, Spicewood, and of course, last but not least, Vader's Fist. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for the support. Um, we, we truly appreciate it. Absolutely. 100%. Um, also, also, uh, if you guys have not got your sticker, um, any of you that signed up and I owe a sticker to, hit me up and let me know. I think I got them all out. Uh, I think I took care of that this week, so it should be good. But, um, yeah, so, uh, my man. A anything else that we need to plug? Um, if you still haven't got your Easy 60 shirt, a uh, big shout out to uh, us. Big deal. I think it was big deal oh, in the uh, yeah. in yeah, chat. That was hilarious. This week, <laughs> big deal. I'm I'm serious. You could probably fill in for me. And no yeah, y'all are doppelgangers. I think yeah. doppelganger. I never knew. Yeah. No, that wasn't big deal. It was Obi Cola. It was Obi Cola. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Showing off his Easy Sixty shirt. So I just wanted to say www.bonfire.com/store/shatteredorder. You can get your Easy Sixty shirt, your Do You Even Mod Bro shirt, or even just the uh, SOP logo shirts. There. We got the store up and running. A lot of cool stuff. Uh, get emails every time someone orders something, and I've seen a lot of people going in there. And getting stuff, so I appreciate that. Hope you enjoyed the shirts. The quality on those things are awesome. I've had my SOP shirt for two and a half years now, and that thing still looks great. Oh, it's Never so shrunk. comfy. It's awesome. So comfy. So, so comfy. So great. All right. That's the last thing I had. Um, all right, cool. Well, it is time to move along to something much more exciting. Always in motion, the future is. To the calendar, we must look. Was there some shit on the calendar this week? Uh, kind of. Not a whole lot. I'm just going to kind of point out things I am kind of reading into the calendar. Perfect. I Sounds guess. good. I don't know. Uh, first off, not really a calendar thing. Kind of an update thing. But Mon Mothma is now farmable at Lightside 5E. So everybody that is going for Jedi Master Luke Skywalker probably already knows this and is pounding the refresh on that two or three times a day, going for those Mon Mothma shards. But she is farmable. Did not go to a cantina like a lot of people wanted. However, she did go to a light side 5E node to make it impossible for me to finish off my dark side uh, ultimate ticket. So I really appreciate that. That was really helpful. Um... I already said this at the beginning of the show, but there are more of you here now, so I'm going to repeat it so everybody hears it. $20, $30 shard bundles for marquee characters 
are back. Somehow, all throughout the past, when the marquee event was going on, there was a $20 pack. It used to be $10 pack. They updated and put some crystals in it and some gear to make a little extra money, whatever. The packs were only around during the marquee events. Now when the characters go farmable, those packs have come back. So Chupio, Admiral Piet, uh, Mon Mothma, all those packs are back for 25 days. So if you did not buy it uh, when Mon Mothma's marquee was around, when you didn't know she was that's uh, a, required for that's something, a nice chunk of the pack too. is back. So, yeah, the, the, the those $20 packs are, if you spend money, are good value. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I don't have a problem buying them when I have the money or if it's a character that I really want. I bought Mon Mothma when she was a marquee just because I really liked her kit and bringing a new viable uh, synergy team up. And then add on to the fact that um, she's required for Jedi Master Luke, so it fits even better. But... Uh, one other note, and I don't know that it'll happen in the future this way, but if you bought Mon Mothma's $20 pack when she was a marquee, go check your offers because I did, and the $20 pack is back, and you can buy it again. So you can buy it twice instead of just the once during the marquee. So I don't know if that's going to happen every time a marquee happens now, but at least for Mon Mothma, that $20 pack is available for people that bought it before again. And that's 30 shards, a bunch of crystals. It's a, I'll probably end up buying yeah. it again. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Wife decides when I can buy a pack. I hear that. <laughs> Feel you, brother. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, hell yeah. I like it. Uh, um, yeah, so I wanted to mention that. Nec- oh, you got something. Oh, no, I was just going to move so. on to the next thing. The uh, the daily login. The daily login character. Uh, Royal Guard. So... Um, if you don't have your Royal Guard shards, you need to get them for your for your seep, as we call them. Uh, th- this I thought was kind of interesting. October twenty first, the only Wednesday in the month with no events scheduled. You actually thought this was interesting. I I made it seem like I found this. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> you read it and you thought it was interesting, like me. So, but you thought it was interesting too. It's here, fine. Your your thought was possible galactic legends drop i mean that'll be right around the time we should be able to start farming admiral piet or at least maybe maybe he'll drop oh two weeks before that because he's on that shortened schedule and we all thought he was going to drop uh the same time as mon mothma so anytime in the next few weeks piet should drop yeah uh, i would think so, so. and that if he was next week or he was two weeks from now, that would still give two weeks until that Galactic Legend drop if it was on October 21st. So just throwing it out there, it's the only day of the month without an event scheduled. Wednesdays are usually when they do updates, so just a date to keep an eye on as a possibility for the drop of these new Galactic Legends. Interesting. No. Um, moving into the next thing we kind of should discuss because there was an update to this in the update but gac gac starts the next one the four the four week uh gac starts on the 28th which is monday uh probably 
Let me just take yes, a quick Monday. look. Today's the 25th, so yeah, Monday. Interesting. So the new GAC starts and on And that Monday. actually means now, roster making... lock will be Tuesday. So if you're trying to get yes. a character finished, don't join Monday. Wait till Tuesday. Give yourself an extra day or something. Because um, it may be a difference between having someone relic and not, which might help or not. Yep. Um. Yeah, so keep it on that. Just don't forget to join because that would stink. That would be four weeks of uh, <laughs> regret. Yeah. But the first big thing we should talk about, divisions one and two only now have two defense fleet slots. This is crazy. This is absolutely nuts to me. Because um, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, um, let's let's talk about this a little bit because, I, I mean, I do think this is one of those things that it, it's going to make a huge difference between winning and losing, obviously. Um, if somebody puts out two fleets that, you know, you may struggle to beat. So, here are all the capital ships. You have Negotiator and Malevolence. They're kind of top tier. Then in the next tier, I would say you have Chimera and Home 1. And then after that, I would say Radis Finalizer and Executrix are kind of in their own category. And I don't think I need to mention Endurance because it is complete and total crap. Who are you using with Chimera? Uh, Empire Fleet? So, this is kind of the thing I want to Because Chimera talk about. used to be Bounty Hunter or, a, you know, Houndstooth, uh... You know, and I do think I think Houndstooth with Chimera makes so much sense. Having something super survivable, super tanky, difficult to kill, um, allow, allowing the Chimera to just kind of hang in there until it can absolutely nuke something that seems like a really solid strategy. And I, you know, I kind of like that with the bugs. Problem is, the bugs are pretty good with malevolence, and this was what I wanted to talk to you about because. Um, Negotiator is obviously all Galactic Republic. I mean, there are so many different variations you can start with. You absolutely want to start with Jedi Knight Anakin, but outside that, you can go with Fives, you can go with Ahsoka, you can go with Y-Wing, you can go with Rex. Um, you basically have unlimited options, and they're all pretty freaking good. Um, even as reinforcements, like a lot of them are really good undergeared, like Plo Koon and Clone Sergeant, they're fantastic, even being undergeared. Um, and then a lot of these characters are ones that a lot of people probably have geared pretty well. I mean, Five Jedi Knight, Anakin, Ahsoka Tano, Rex, those are really good characters that you're probably going to have geared up, especially if you already have the negotiators. So I, I feel like Galactic Republic is pretty easy to figure out. I just... I don't know who to use with malevolence, and that is why I need your advice, sir. That's easy. Bugs and uh, droids. That's all okay. you need. Okay, so here's the problem. Um, when you use the bugs, you're taking them away from something like the Chimera, which is really freaking good with bugs, too. doesn't matter. They go with the... They're separatists. They go with the malevolence. <laughs> There's nothing else to go with malevolence besides the vulture and the hyena. And then you if you take out the bugs, then what do you have left? You have a bounty hunter ship. But if you're wanting to use bounty hunters with 
Chimera. Well, now you really have. Yeah, nothing. but you can split factions. I mean, bounty hunters don't need need to. I mean, you could, but together. you're going to completely cut apart the uh, offensive or the yeah, basically the offense strategy of your malevolence. Okay, so so what is your offensive strategy with malevolence? When I run uh, malevolence, which I will always run on offense, I don't use all of the reinforcements. I only use hyena, vulture, and the bugs. I leave the last two open because I can kill anything with those uh, five ships. Okay, interesting. So a you're getting extra, you're getting extra banners because you're not filling those slots, and uh, b you're not taking any ships from any other fleet. Right. It's unless unless you want to use bugs with home one, but to me bugs belong with malevolence because there's nothing that really synergizes outside of the two uh, droid ships. Okay. Uh, and I usually, if I do take a third reinforcement, it's usually IG-1000, but if you're going to use bounty hunters in Chimera Squad, you're going to want Xanadu Blood, uh, IG-1000, and uh, Houndstooth in there. Okay. Um, I think some you, important ships that people aren't going to think about uh, that are going to be very utility based in this um the gauntlet starfighter that's a good one the uh ebon hawk and lando's uh, millennium falcon all of those are great reinforcements that you can slot into any and, fleet yes and specifically offensive especially uh, the ebon hawk you don't even need good gear. Like, I have crap gear on those characters, but it is a fantastic reinforcement because of the mass dispel and the target lock immunity for your team. It's th like that is a ship that everyone should use. I don't even care what the star or gear level is. The reinforcement ability alone makes it worthy of putting on your squad, um, especially against you know a lot of these buff teams uh, it's just it is it's fantastic yeah for all any of you out there that aren't on the lando's millennium falcon train it is the perfect last reinforcement because he gets bonus turns for every reinforcement pulled in before him yep he's quite good and if you're getting towards the end of a battle and you bring him in and a tough one especially in these where you got two defenses and you need two offensive fleets, you might be getting down to the, the nitty gritty in that second uh, fleet offense battle. Yep. And that guy can turn the whole tide. And the best part about it is the only one you really need to gear on there is young Lando, because most likely a lot of you are already going to have L3 uh, geared because L3 is such a great tank on anything. Uh, mm -hmm. and that, as far as I remember, my Lando is gear 12, almost gear 13. I just kind of stopped him because why relic Lando, but it, it, getting him to gear 12, as far as I remember, wasn't too terribly bad anyways. Interesting. Okay. So, that, um, I, so I've got L3 at gear 12, but my Lando is gear nine. He is not geared very well. And I'm not sure I'm going to give him any of the gear that he requires. Well, some of it I can give, I guess. Um, I could give him the Omegas, make the ship a little bit better. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Hey, you know what? Actually, that is the best advice I can give you for Grand Arena. 
go through check every one of your freaking pilots make sure they all have mods and that they all have like omegas if you have spare omegas make sure that you've used your fleet omegas if you have extras i mean very very basic low-hanging fruit as far as increasing the viability <laughs> of all your ships just by checking mods i mean it can make a consistent and i got a, i got i got another one for you and it's something that i don't do that okay. often i probably have a massive amount. we're gonna go check just because i haven't done this in so long i don't know why i don't have that done i don't either oh i remember why i don't have that done i'm not doing it um but you go through here. Check your uh, re your what are you call reinforcements? Yes. Because if you need this many ships, you're gonna need you're gonna like start pulling in ships you never used as reinforcements for reinforcements, whether on defense or offense. Mm -hmm. Like you see, it's up on the screen right now. Wink can't see it, but I'll say it out loud so he knows. I have a thousand nineteen reinforcement uh, mats. Yep. So what I'm going to do off stream is go through all the ships that I have might end up having to use, even though the, their, their pilots might not be geared greatly, and drop some uh, reinforcements on them. Because totally agree. those build up, especially if you're not paying attention to them, like obviously I haven't in a while. And a lot of these ships don't even have reinforcements on them, like the Imperial TIE Fighter. I always used it in a starting lineup, but you might end up using it as a backup now that there's more Imperial ships. You know, so use those uh, reinforcement ability mats I because they will be uh, important. Could not agree more. Um, and it's, you know, also good for your galactic power for um, territory battle and such. So um, make sure those pilots are good. Uh, that That is some absolutely fantastic advice, though. Um, I actually did that. I think last territory battle went through and kind of just maxed out all the ships. I could actually make that little three with a plus next to ships. I could make it disappear if I wanted to. It's so tempting. It is so, <laughs> so tempting. You have no idea. Um, no bet. So we talked about malevolence. We talked about negotiator. Let's talk about the Falcon. Um, your millennium Falcon it is going to be the core for your rebel fleet. It is going to be used with Admiral Akbar. The question is what you put around it. I will use Bisten because my Scarecrow Pathfinder and Bisten are Relic 5 and 6. So my ship is insanely fast. Even if they're gear 12, I would still recommend it because that ship is absolutely fantastic. It considerably changes the way that the rebel fleet works. And if it's... You know, if it gets turn meter and they can't beat it, it is damn near impossible to beat once it has turn meter, um, because it just it doesn't it doesn't stop going. So, um, Biston with Bigs and Millennium Falcon is the suggested started lineup if you if you have them ready. Um, outside of that, I would say the Y wing and Bigs can be really good if you don't have you know Biston. Uh, leveled up but wedge and cassian i think are going to be your primary reinforcements cassian is actually another one of those um reinforcements that can basically be used anywhere and that's because he also has a mass dispel um 
removes buffs on all enemies, inflicts offense down and defense down on target enemy for two turns, which can be evaded or resisted. So he has an awesome ability, not to mention he can call in an assist. So once uh, you call Cassian in, call in the Falcon, and you're just you're absolutely laying waste to everything, which is a lot of fun. Phantom is great. Um, that's another reinforcement I would suggest because it cuts down the reinforcement cooldown by one. So it gets you another fleet on the board pretty quickly. Or sorry, another ship on the board pretty quickly. Um, what are you doing with your rebels? Well, because I'm farming whoever it is, I can't even remember. Uh, Grief Karga? Okay. Who also has Rebel Y Wing? Ah, yes, great I, ship. I, I did it. I wasn't showing it on the stream, but I just got it to six stars, and it's fully maxed out of what I can do to it right Hell now. Yeah. I think I need. Yeah, it's fully maxed out now. So I just need another star, and it'll be completely maxed. But I will be using that along with. Uh, I don't. Think that there's a better option for a tank in the Rebel Squad than that. Um, so yeah, it's probably going to be in the starting lineup. Yeah. I don't think there was. No, Biggs. Biggs will probably end up being in the starting lineup, and then Rebel Y Wing will be uh one of the reinforcements. But I probably will do Biggs. Uh I really if I had the time to gear, I would want probably Ghost in there starting with Millennium Falcon and the uh, Biggs, but I'll probably more than likely end up with uh, Wedge and Biggs with the Millennium Falcon with the Phantom first and then uh, the Y-Wing and what's the other one I always use? Ghost. Ghost is one I always use. It's got a little more power than the gear would suggest because of my accidental Harazetta. Um <laughs> Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know. good times. Good times. I do have I have Cassian's U wing that's decently geared. And um, hey, that's another ship. My Bastons is terrible. Um, Cassian's U wing is another one of those ships where the pilots don't really need to have competent gear at all. They can they can be total freaking trash. I mean, like my Cassian is gear nine. Uh, Jin's gear ten. K2SO is gear 8 and I still use that ship. It is freaking awesome. It is such oh, yeah. such a good ship. Um, and you know if you're going for Jedi Master Luke, you know you're going to have to take up Biggs and Wedge so throwing them in with your Rebel Fleet, ma fleet makes a hell of a lot of sense. Um, are you going to use yours on offense or defense? What is your plan? I, I honestly... I don't know what I'm going to do for offense. I'm thinking that I'll probably use Rebels and Malevolence for offense, and I'll do uh, Negotiator on defense because I'm terrible at it on offense. I've never used it on offense, never used it in fleet, never really used that fleet. So it'll probably be defense. Um, and then I'll probably put a Chimera Bounty Hunter defense. Okay. Those are probably my two defenses. Well, I, I see. I don't really know if I want to do that either because of the fact that I really like the idea of Chimera with my Rebels on offense just because of Chimera being so good 
it's as the capital ship yeah. and the rebels being good. But I don't know. I'm gonna have to figure out which I'm gonna do that because honestly, I don't. I feel like most people are going to try to assure themselves the clear by putting their best offense or their best fleets t- at all on offense and just setting crap on defense now that we have to set two. So I'm really not sure if I'm even going to put Galactic Republic on defense or whether I'm just going to learn to play them. So trial by fire. I need to play with malevolence a little bit more. And if I can figure it out to where I can beat other malevolence and negotiators with that ship, I will probably keep it for offense, place negotiator on defense along with my rebels. Um, cause like I said, my rebels are really good and I can beat a lot of stuff with them. But also if you have to take down negotiator, I'm not sure you're going to have another fleet to take down my rebels just because of how good my Ewing is. This is Ewing. Um, mm-hmm. right. You're probably not going to beat it with, you know, a Radis or a first order. You might with Thrawn if you have something super tanky, but those rebels will absolutely tear through a hound's tooth also. So you're kind of left in a position where you might not be able to get that full clear. So if, if I can figure out malevolence, I think that'll probably be my strategy. And then, you know, if I have to take a t- couple attempts on a second fleet just to get the clear, I, I think I'm okay with that, honestly. Um, you know, if I have to use Chimera plus First Order or something like that. Um... Okay. I kind of think I'd be fine. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to I'll have to look up some good counters. Um, Zolo mentions Zaldo in chat says Empire with bomber beats rebels easily. Yeah, so that's an interesting one to look at into. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I like the bomber idea. Hey, Gom, what? Uh, how are rebels an easy sixty-five with the finalizer? I am quite curious on this. Like a good rebel, not even squad? easy. Insta. Insta sixty five. Uh, yeah, please please explain. I'm I, I'm actually very curious about that. Um, interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah, he says do not place rebels first. So I have not fought rebels with finalizer. Um, I I will take Gom's word on it because Gom, uh, good old Maurice knows a shit. So I I will take your word on this, buddy. I, I would got, like to he's know a the counter guy. And he how knows the counters. Works. Yeah, um, yeah. Interesting. Okay. I liked one last thing that I'd like to echo is what everyone's been saying in chat. Okay. If you're gonna put all these fleets as requirements for all these things, then we really need a fleet squad builder. Desperately, my goodness. Like desperately. It's so frustrating. Because I guarantee there are going to be times where I go back to old ways where there's only two squads needed and I'll put something on a defense or use it on offense. And then I'll go to the next one and realize I just used that. And now this is going to be a lot harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we shall see. Very interesting. But going off the rest of what GAC this time around is uh, it's night sister themed. So that's pretty cool. Uh, for all those people out there with good night sisters, I uh, kind of have half good night sisters. I think I have three or four of them relic, and that's it. 
Um, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, for all of you out there, the most we're not going to go over each of the challenges, just kind of what you get for them, uh, which a lot of people do the challenges just for that, not even really focusing on the points you're getting for it. But there will be three portraits you can get. Uh, there's a Dooku poster, portrait, a Daka portrait, and a Nightsister spirit portrait. All of them look very cool. I kind of thought that the Daka one uh, would be perfect for you. I know how much you uh, yeah. you love your Daka. I do. She's awesome. Um, not not that crazy about any of the portraits, though. The titles, though, the titles are kind of awesome. Titles are pretty good. There's some good ones in there. There's Witch, which that's is pretty good. Uh, good one. Master of Ceremonies. Yeah, that's the one I want. That's awesome. Master <laughs> that is of an interesting Ceremonies. One. That's yeah, that's awesome. And there's Night Sister. Night Sister. The Master of Ceremonies ones doesn't seem like it'd be too hard if you invested in the mall meta because it only requires you to granted there's no synergy here but win a grand arena battle with mother talzin and savage oppress and if you're wondering why that's theirs because uh the night sisters brought uh brought uh, in the com or in the uh clone wars they're the ones that brought savage uh into the fold gotcha so interesting but master ceremonies that is a pretty good title yeah totally agree great stuff great great stuff um all right so yeah uh get ready for this next gac it's gonna be a little bit different with that extra fleet should be a lot of fun uh good luck to you all and uh hopefully we'll get back to streaming some gac next week whenever that launches no doubt. I want to throw one more thing out there. I'm still super salty that I don't think that I unlocked the uh, crate portrait. Or was that one that they gave to everyone? Yeah. Uh, no, I think that was one you had to unlock. Yeah. I don't think I unlocked it, and that makes me uh, a yeah. sad panda. Bummer. Um, For everyone out there that remembers the, uh, the, the events where you fought the exploding crates. Yeah, that was good stuff. People, man, people love the greats. Um, <laughs> the greats, crate as a playable character win. Hell yeah! All right, let's uh, let's talk about this final topic of the night. All right, let's go. Strong with us, this update is young Padawans. Ooh, we got an update on those Jedi Master Luke requirements and seep this is very exciting stuff i am so uh, what did you think were you surprised did you think it was too easy um was i surprised yes was i happy by my surprise which hardly ever happens in this game yes (laughs) yeah no kidding i was very happy at least with the uh the Jedi Master Luke uh, yeah. requirements. So for Jedi Master Luke, it was Wedge at Relic 3, Biggs at Relic 3, L- Princess Leia at Relic 3, Lando at Relic 5, and Hermit Yoda at Relic 5. Um, Wedge- and you might notice that two of those sound familiar because yes, you probably have been working on them already for something else. So I think they were required at Relic 3 
to get Jedi Knight Luke. So this is basically just two more relic levels on characters that you already had relic if you're this far into Jedi Master Luke. So that seems pretty easy. And then just adding Wedge, Biggs, and Leia, who were pretty pretty easy to predict, honestly. So, I yeah, I'm shocked. This is fantastic. I, I do not mind this at all. I'm very happy about it. Now that we've seen all of the requirements, I can honestly say that I feel like based on the characters needed for Jedi Master Luke and the ones needed for Sith Eternal Emperor, that they're pretty even. Yeah. Now, the characters needed for Jedi Master Luke are pretty... Jedi, Jedi Knight Luke is a pretty harsh requirement, but they're not requiring... All eight of them geared for Jedi Knight Luke, and then, you know, 14 other ones to get Jedi Master Luke. Yeah. You're actually taking some of the requirements for Jedi Knight Luke, who you need for this, and you, then you're just adding a few more relic levels and making them requirements for Jedi Ma- Master Luke. So it really ends up not being that bad because there, let's see here, there's, well, I'm not going to do C3PO, uh, C-3PO, see, I can't do it off my head because I don't really know the Jedi Knight Luke requirements. How many, do you know off the top of your head how many Jedi Knight Luke requirements are now required for Jedi Master Luke? Um, I don't, but I could look at it real quick and probably tell you. I have it. I'm going to bring it up on the stream. So, one... So it looks like one, two, three, four. Four of the nine. It's not five. So you've got C3PO, Chewbacca, Hoda, and Lando. Was R2 not required for Jedi Knight Luke? He was not. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought he was. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I. That certainly helps a ton, no doubt about it. So instead of needing eight, so instead of needing nine plus the 15 that you needed for Jedi Knight Master Luke, you've taken that that uh, that number, that 24 or 23, and dropped it down to, uh, you know, 18, mm-hmm. 19. So you only need about three extra compared to Sith Eternal Emperor. But the thing about it is every character is good for Jedi Knight Master Luke. And you can't exactly say the same for Sith Eternal Emperor. Which in my opinion is what evens it out. Yep. Yeah, I I totally Um, agree. Anyone who's been playing this game long term is in a great spot for Jedi Master Luke. If you're a newer player though, ooh, it's brutal. Um... And you're far better off. Newer players with. are gonna get uh, Sith Eternal Emperor Sith is Eternal. much easier if you're starting a new account or if you've started an account recently. I think Sith Eternal Emperor might be the easiest one to get out of all four of the Galactic Legends, with Jedi Master Luke being the most difficult. So I kind of like that they did that here. Um, you know, they're just crappier characters for Emperor. But it does seem a little bit easier. Yep. 
as far as farming the stars, it will be much easier. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, um, on so what Sith- what were the new five for Sith Eternal Emperor? You have Jedi Knight Anakin at Relic Seven. You have Grand Moff Grand Moff Tarkin at Relic Three. You have General Veers at Relic Three, Colonel Stark at Relic Three, and Grand Admiral Thrawn at Relic Six. Uh, a couple of these we did predict. Um, Jedi Knight Anakin we did not, but that obviously makes a hell of a lot of sense. Um, this it's a, this last batch of Sith Eternal Emperor completely like validated my thoughts on from the very start of what Sith Eternal Emperor's uh, requirements would be. Because if you remember, my list of requirements were literally all of the general Empire generals or officers. Yes. Yep. And four of the five were the officers brought into this one. Yep. Which was tipped off by Piet at the beginning. And that's why I thought we'd have a lot of officer requirements. But I started getting very... Uh, I, I thought that that wasn't going to happen after the second set of requirements when we started seeing a bunch of Sith. And now we went right back to Empire with the third batch. So I who got I, it right? I, I mean, I wrote down what exactly... Uh, what we had right for this last section here between the two of us. Oh, did you? Um, let's see. Yeah, so who got it right? For me, I picked out Veers, Stark, Thrawn, and Tarkin. Okay, that's I got those three, good. and that's I picked Leia. Good. Okay. And then I said Wedge only because of the thing that people uh, were very... Some people were very upset about last week where I said Wedge was Luke's friend from Tatooine. <laughs> so yes. when I predicted Wedge, that was a total accident, but it it became true. So yep. there's that. Um, Those were the five, six I got right for this last one. But you had a good chunk there too. You had definitely um, had six as well. I, I don't, I don't have, I don't have that up. I don't. Oh yeah, there it is. Okay, it's right here. Leia, Be- Leia, Biggs, and Wedge. Wedge, I got. I did also call a Yoda. I was kind of thinking it might be Grandmaster Yoda because Hermit Yoda was already a built-in requirement. But I felt pretty confident there was going to be a Yoda there, so I think I get a half point on that one. Um, well, well, we'll give you half marks on that one for sure. Uh, Thrawn, Veers, and Tarkin were the other ones I I picked there. Um, with you know, Th- Thrawn, I felt 100% confident about. Veers and Tarkin, I felt pretty good about. But um, I didn't even think about Starks. And let me tell you what. You should have no issue relicking Stark because he is awesome. Um, the Imperial Troopers are fantastic. Uh, you Great. Yeah, it's, it's awesome stuff. A, uh, Dude, a my- pillar of the uh, pillar of the Imperial Troopers uh, team. Yeah, and they can, dude. Imperial troopers can beat so much stuff. I have beat, uh, I think it was last territory war. I beat a Jedi Knight Luke squad with my Imperial troopers. I have beat Darth Revan squads with my Imperial troopers. Ones that don't have Malak, but still Darth Revan with Bastla Sean and whatever else you can throw in there. My Imperial. My Imperial Troopers can still take it down. Like, Imperial Troopers can be pretty freaking badass, you know, if they are set up properly. You know, once they start going, they will absolutely wreck. Um, so, Stark and Veers, you should, I mean, do them anyway because they are s- so much fun. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm 
I, I like all these requirements. I think they're all super solid. Um, not necessarily ridiculous. I think this last set for the Sith Eternal Emperor is probably kind of the best of the bunch. That middle that middle section we got, I think, was kind of crap. But um, this this last this last set of requirements, pretty yeah, solid. This this last set for Sith Eternal Emperor is a good one because of several reasons. If you have Padme, you are not going to mind a Relic 7 Jedi Knight no, Anakin. you will not. And then on top of that, you're now buffing your Empire fleet squads yep. with Tarkin and Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Thrawn's just a great character in general. No doubt. Um, Veers and Stark are going to buff your Imperial troopers. Like this last set of requirements for Sith Eternal Emperor... Way better than the last set, which had you know Darth Sidious yeah. and Darth Maul and a couple other it was people. All garbage. Were just like, or Director Krennic was in the first list. You know, I, I'm so. glad that they. I, I'm really glad they put Jedi Knight Luke or sorry Jedi Knight Anakin in here, just because he is a ridiculously good character. He's one of those characters. He is honestly just one of those fill characters. Like if you're a newer player, he is a great character to start out and get because he offers so much to any team because of his AOE, the dispel, the offense up. But on top of that, he's amazing with Jedi Galactic Republic. Doesn't really matter what it is. He's freaking amazing. And then Thrawn, you get early. Um, you know, they, I would start with these requirements if I'm going for Sith Eternal Emperor just because all these characters are so good and will absolutely benefit your roster right now. Absolutely. So the last thing I have for tonight, I kind of broke down by faction the requirements for both of these characters. And I think it's interesting based on the factions and what we believe the faction of the of the actual Galactic Legend will be. Because I think we all assume that oh, Jedi, Nast- like Jedi Master Luke Skywalker will be a Jedi, right? Right. Uh, let me ask you this before I break it down. Do you think he'll ha- have a resistance tag? Because I don't think he will. He was never I, really in the resistance. I think the only tag he will have will be Jedi. Okay, so that's what makes this list interesting, right? So resistance characters needed for just Jedi Knight. There's Jedi Master Luke Skywalker, C-3PO, who's also a rebel, RJT, R2-D2, who's also a rebel. So there's only three resistance. Then you got rebels, right? So we already mentioned C-3PO, R2-D2. You've got Chewbacca, Han Solo, Old Ben, Lando, Mon Mothma, Wedge, Biggs, Princess Leia, Chupio, and the rebel Y-Wing at six star. That's a whole lot of rebels for a character that's not going to be a rebel. Yep. And the no only doubt. Jedi's the only Jedi's listed as requirements for Jedi Master Luke Skywalker being Hermit Yoda and Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker. So interesting breakdown of the characters. You're not it's not like the old Galactic Legends or the the yep. Rey and the Kylo because that had a built-in team going in. Now obviously we don't know the kits for these characters yet. And we did know, we do know that the other Galactic Legends, uh, their kits aren't specifically made to pull out any other faction than the one that they are listed for. For example, Kylo Ren does well dark side. Ray has built-in uh, synergies with light side. It's not necessarily all First Order and Resistance, but a lot of it is. 
and they had teams built in by their requirements. Interesting enough in that Jedi Knight Master Luke does not have that if he's just a Jedi. He'll only have Hoda and the Knight, Jedi Knight version of himself. That makes sense. Did I explain that correctly? Yes. So, and then the other part to it is it's almost very similar with Sith Eternal Emperor because I would say that he's either going to be, he might have two tags. He might have something new, like a final order tag. And I think for sure, obviously, he's going to have the Sith tag. But I don't think he'll have an Empire tag because the Empire wasn't around when Sith Eternal Emperor was a thing, right? So, breaking it down, you've got Empire tunes. Actually, I'll, I'll start with Sith because Sith is what we think Sith Eternal Empire most definitely will be. The four that you get for it are Darth Sidious, Count Dooku, Darth Maul, Sith Marauder. Sith Marauder, good character. Relict, very powerful. Uh, Darth Maul, uh, take it or leave it. Not not really used or great at all right now. Count Dooku, great character. Um, so there's two there on this list of four that might have a chance to be with them. But Darth Sidious, unless he gets a rework, probably not going to be worth it in, in a team. We'll see what happens with the kit for Sith Eternal Emperor. But of the four Sith that you're required to get the Sith Eternal Emperor, I'm kind of curious if any of them will be on the main Sith squad for Sith Eternal Emperor. Because if I had to guess, you're probably not going to pull Dooku out of Separatists. Sidious, unless he gets a rework, probably won't be better than some of the other Sith options. Darth Maul, same story. Was great at one time in a different meta when Zetas first came out, but has kind of fallen by the wayside. And then Sith Marauder might be yep. the only option no doubt. that would be decent under a Sith Eternal Emperor. I haven't gone over the Empire yet. I was just kind of yeah, going over I the could... Sith ones that were... No, the ones that are required no. for a probable Sith leader. I mean, I I could definitely see that because... Like, I, I think Sidious... Sidious really needs a team. I, I feel like there's probably something in his kit that's really going to build around... Sith Eternal Emperor and kind of make it to where he fits on that squad insanely well just because he has no home. Um, kind of the same with Darth Maul, probably. Uh, I, I am super curious to see what they do with this kit, but uh, I, I almost think those characters are kind of locks to be really good in this squad. Um, maybe Dooku, but like Sidious and Maul, like they need to be good in this squad, I think. I hope so. Um, Emperor, Empire characters. Emperor. Okay, so here's a, there are two other Sith. There is Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine, and Darth Vader. So there, we all know how good Darth Vader is after his rework. Right. Great under Palpatine lead. Great under his own lead. Uh, we'll see how those two do under uh, Sith Eternal Emperor. If they kind of take that team, what would have been two good teams, and make it into one just really really good team but we'll see but they're they're also listed as empire uh, you got grand admiral thon general veers colonel stark grand moff tarkin royal guard i don't see that guy is just living in the past so far i just don't see how he could ever be good with a taunt <laughs> that happens 
under 50% health. Yeah, that's under because yeah. even if he taunts, one good AOE is killing whoever he's taunting to protect. Um, Director Krennic, eh. Even Relic, I'm not sure anyone's going to really find a great spot for him. Admiral Piet, we'll see. I've seen a lot of videos with very good uh, squads that include Admiral Piet. And then, of course, Imperial TIE Bomber is a great one to have for your Empire squad to not pull tanks out of other teams. So there's some decent requirements in there, and a lot of them probably won't be used with just Eternal Emperor, but they will make an Empire squad, a couple Empire squads, actually, that will be viable, I think. All right. Um, I want to make an argument for Sith Eternal Emperor being an Empire tag. Okay. What are the odds that Piet is not good with him? I mean, a new character came out specifically as a requirement for him. I mean, it would be like Hux and Sith Trooper not being awesome with Supreme Leader Kylo. I mean, it's Except just, I don't see Mon Mothma and Chupio with Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. That's the opposite side. That's the devil's advocate side of that. But go ahead and keep making your point. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, and, and that is a fair point, but I do think Jedi Master Luke's a little bit different in that there's, you, you know, there's so much obvious stuff that could fit really well with him, but I, I kind of feel like that's less so with the Emperor, but... Anyway, the one thing I was kind of looking at is the Emperor's Trap ability. So the Emperor's Trap is the 6% offense and potency per stack, and it happens at, you know, the start of an ally's turn. I just find it that it would be weird that that buff would not work with the new Sith Eternal Emperor. And... um It, it expires on the next non-Empire allies' turn, and only Empire can get it. So I just, that really, really makes me think that Sith Eternal Emperor has to have an Empire tag to some degree. Um, you know, not to mention to possibly make use of some of these other garbage freaking characters that just don't have anywhere to go, like Tarkin and Royal Guard. Um the more I think about it, I kind of think he's going to be Sith and Empire. Kind of like Emperor Palpatine. Here's a question. Okay. Do you think that we might see some reworks on some of these required characters once these characters drop? Possibly. I, I like don't think a Royal like, Guard? I don't think they'll be like full reworks, but they'll be touch-ups. Kind of like what we saw with General Kenobi whenever they brought out Padme. Like, they may give Royal Guard a Zeta where he does something special for Sith Eternal Emperor. I would not be a bit surprised to see something like that with him or Tarkin or, hell, Director Krennic even. could totally see it. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm kind of curious now if we wait two weeks from these requirements to actually see the kits. Yeah. Yep. I so. totally agree. If I were to guess, we will probably see it in two weeks. Like, not next week, but the week after that, we'll probably end up with the kits. That's when I think it'll drop, too. So, probably middle of uh, October. Let's see. We are talking about... Well, actually, it'd be the beginning of... uh, Right around the 7th. Yeah. 
I would yep. say probably the 6th or the 7th of October. Yep. I That'd agree. be my guess for the kids. Fingers crossed. We will see. We shall see. It'll be interesting. I'm really interested to see. Um, I'm kind of curious. Maybe we still got that blue giveaway. Maybe on Friday of next week, we run a uh, ultimate ability challenge again. Ooh, I like that idea. Like we did with Ray and Kylo, we can run an ultimate ability challenge again. Uh, yeah, that that works. Um, that was a fun are, one. I liked reading what people's ideas for these ultimates would were. So, what do we have for a giveaway tonight? And we could do two. We could do the best it, Sith Eternal Emperor, and we could do the best uh, Ray. Not Ray. We, we best will, Jedi Master, Master Luke Skywalker. We will uh, talk about it, and we will make an announcement about it this weekend. Sounds like a plan, Stan. So what about the giveaway tonight? Are we doing a giveaway tonight? I thought we were. We started bingo. Are people still doing We started bingo? bingo. I don't think we actually have... Enough to fill out a card. No. No, not with how bad, badly outdated that bingo card so was. So we still have a number of people in the chat. How about this? Um, because I kind of think we do need to do a giveaway tonight. I was thinking something like whoever can get closest on like your Captain Han Solo's health. Like one of these characters that we talked about tonight, something like that. They should, uh, they should be able to figure that out pretty easily. I think since I showed him on the stream. Okay. Pick a different character. then. All right. Let's go with. Uh, let's go with tenacity on my Rolo. Ooh, tenacity on your Rolo. All right, first person. Oh. Are we doing this within like a certain percentage? Yeah, we'll go the first person within three percent. Okay. All right. Remember, so, she only has two mods, and she was gear eight. Yeah, gear eight. Gear eight. Good lord, my man! You need to. <laughs> I have not started gearing her yet, so I'm yeah. still working on Lando, Chewbacca, and uh, C-3PO. All right, so we will pay attention, chat, and uh, whoever gets closest, we will uh, we will hook you guys up. Um, Let's see. I can hear everyone madly typing at their uh, at their uh, Swagaga because Swagaga, you can pick gear eight and go look at the tenacity for gear eight. And I only have two mods on her. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. So we got we're getting some numbers in. Um, let me tell you what. I am so excited that I finally got to do bigs. Um, I I've used that team a number of times in arena this week and God, it's just, it's nasty. Um, here, I'm going to go give my malevolence a shot while, while we are watching, watching as numbers come in. And people one of you was, guess. one of you was within 5%. You almost Ooh. had it. We were going for 3%. You were within 5%. That's pretty close. Two mods. Oh, we have a winner. We have, we a, have 
a winner. Who is it? Mr. Good Old Maurice. Good is our old winner. Maurice. Tie Fighter Expresso, you've picked 57%. You were 5% off. I said 3% oh. off. You were oh. almost there. That so is not close. the right thing. We'll go with this one. So, um, nice work, Gob. The answer was 52%. You can see it right there. You guessed 50%. So that was within the three. If you go to Swagaga, right, I'm going to go look at Gear 8 on uh, Rebel Officer at Gear 8, right? No, you can't even yep. go down to Gear 8. So that didn't help anyone. Tenacity at Gear 12 is 37%. Of the two mods that I have on Rolo, one is a a cross with Tenacity. (laughs) Crazy. So that brought it up to uh, 52%. So congrats, Gom. I'll get with you uh, after the stream sometime today or tomorrow to uh, pick out a prize. And uh, yeah go from there but uh sounds good i like that, it that was fun guys nice try why yeah. who's it who was that joker one percent very nice so close yeah. um all right well i think that's going to going to wrap up this episode of the shadow or podcast um but you guys we will probably be back next week something tells me after four years you can probably plan on us being back next week. That's yeah. just a guess. You know. You can. Um, hey, uh, update on my arena battle with my malevolence. It went horribly, absolutely horribly. So um, I'm going to have to make a video about malevolence for you. Yeah, you're going to have to do that because I desperately need it. My Sunfalk also sucks, so I couldn't stun JK right out of the gate. So that's kind of frustrating. But. <laughs> Uh, I'll have to play with it. But all right, dude. Well, uh, that's gonna wrap up this episode. And thank you to um, everyone who supported us. Thank you to all you Twitch subbers. H- how about next week? We're going to give away some Shattered Order stickers to those who are Twitch subs. So if you're not, uh, if if you want a sticker, if you want a sticker, make sure you go uh, hit us up on. Uh, Twitch, twitch.com slash order, put your sub in, and uh, we'll we'll do a drawing next week. Yeah. Sounds good to me. All right, everybody out there, thank you for coming and hanging out for the 215th episode of this podcast. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you coming and listening. To everyone, everyone that was here for the first time tonight, I'm glad you guys can, could make it. I hope you guys come back. Heck we'll yeah. be back next Friday. For everyone that's here every week, chatting and chat. Uh, we appreciate that. I love the back and forth we have there. It makes it even more fun than me just shouting at Wink like we usually do. So it adds an extra added bonus as we're doing this. You guys also have some great ideas that uh, in live, real time, right here on the chat, helps us out with ideas and such. So we appreciate all you guys. Hopefully we'll see you back next Friday. For everyone listening to the podcast, thanks for downloading and listening. And we will catch you next week episode 215 until then have a good weekend later